This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott & White Health. They're now offering virtual care anytime, even nights and weekends, on the MyBSW Health app. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the app today. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby, very, very much, and welcome to our second hour. And uh, I hope that you will... Hope that you will uh, give us a call. We have an open, I actually have two open lines now, 800-288-WBAP. That's 800-288-9227. Please call right now, won't you? Love to hear from you. 800-288-9227. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Jameson. Jameson is a dog you want to listen to and listen uh, to the description. This is a very special dog. He often spends time in staff offices at the shelter as he is such a chill and well-behaved gentleman. In fact, he has been very patient with the staff members this past week. They've been using him as a model for doggy Halloween costumes. Poor Jameson. He is a terrier and American pit bull mix with a dapper coat of gray fur and a white underside. He looks very much like our dog, Zeus. He's a little larger, though. He's kind of a big guy at 63 pounds. Jameson is eight and a half years young. He has had plenty of time to learn respectable behavior. He recently appeared on live TV, and even a bucket of snakes wasn't enough to get him to break character. When he's out in the play yard, he can still get pretty excited and rambunctious when appropriate. It would be nice for him to have a big fenced yard to romp around in, but truth be told, Jameson really isn't that picky. He's in it for the love, and he has a lot to give. He seems to do well with kids and other dogs, so bring them in for a meet and greet. That's Jameson. And just like all other pets at the SPCA of Texas, Jameson has been neutered, microchipped, He's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines. He will be waiting for his new forever family at the SPCA of Texas, Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center. That's at 2400 Lone Star Drive at I-30 West of Hampton Road. The center is open for adoptions every day from noon until 6. Animals are available for walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis. Appointments are also available for select animals. Please browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet. Visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. And you are most welcome to uh, take them out for a test walk there at the, at the shelter to talk to their volunteers about the dogs. They know them very, very well. I ask that I always be given dogs. I'm a dog guy, not a cat guy, but they have wonderful cats. If there is such a thing, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't say that. Sorry, Mike. My my producer is a cat guy, um, but Jameson just sounds like a cool guy, and uh, anybody can sit around with a bucket full of snakes beside him and not not uh, start barking. That's pretty impressive. Jameson the dog. I hope we can get him a nice home. And uh, that is sponsored by WhizQ Stone. This is a destination place. Yeah, you need to go when you want to make a real day of of thinking about and planning and loving your landscape because you don't have a real landscape until you have beautiful stone in it and you won't find more beautiful stone than you'll find at whiskey stone these are true gems of of nature these stones that they sell 22 acres of gorgeous stone everything from decorative pea gravel all the way up to gigantic boulders the size of your car they have everything and they can deliver anywhere you hear me that's Mike and Derek Wisnand, the th- second and third generations in the Wisnand family to, to own and operate Whiskey Stone. 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822, whiz-q.com. They're open six days a week, closed on Sundays, and they have a stone for every project you could possibly be thinking about, whether it is a patio or a walk, whether it's retaining wall, decorative stone for a, a ground covering material, or just decorative boulders for special accents or anything else. They have it all. They'll help you choose the right quantity. They'll deliver anywhere you can hear me. That's WhizQ Stone once again, Monday through Saturday, 4501 East Lupe 20 South, in Fort Worth, Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822, 
whiz-q.com. It's WhizQ Stone. Baylor Scott & White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today, or when those pesky allergies are giving you a very real headache. Just text BETTER, that's B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the My BSW Health app today. And now, back to Neil. All right, Snoopy, thank you. Now we go to Donna in Dallas, who's waited so patiently. Donna, this is Neil. Good morning, and thanks for calling. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Um, so I have a question. I have an area in my yard that I want to plant a, a permanent bed of liriope and dwarf dandina. Mm-hmm. And so my question is, is it too late in the year to plant that right not, now? So that not at all. Sense? Not at all. In fact, you might find some good sale prices on them. And, uh, and and they would do very, very well. This, they're both winter hardy, and they would both do quite well. What liriope are you going to plant? Which nandina are you going to plant? Um, I, was, I don't really, the liriope is, I'm looking at the name, M-U-S-C-A-R-I. Mus- I want muscari. it to be small and not spread. Is that okay. something you would recommend? Yeah, I yeah the the standard green liriope won't spread terribly, and so I think you'll be okay with that. Uh, mondo grass, monkey grass would spread, but it's easy enough to keep it in bounds by putting uh, edging in. I use green metal edging and drive it in all the way f- uh, flat into the uh, ground. It's four inches high, and I drive it into within about half an inch of the top of the of the edging, and it does not penetrate that. It, it's I have several hundred feet of it and it doesn't get through that okay and what kind of dwarf mandina would you recommend i like very much yeah i like very much the uh the ones that look like nandina not the not the uh, nana and and the others that have the rounded leaves i like uh, the old-fashioned harbor dwarf harbor bell Harbor is spelled H-A-R-B-O-U-R for Harbor Dwarf and H-A-R-B-O-R for B-E-L-L-E. Those, those both uh, uh, have been around for uh, 50 and 20 or 30 years, respectively. And then Flirt is a, is a very pretty uh, newer variety. Mm-hmm. But they all stay uh, very short. Uh, they will tend to grow 18 or 20 inches tall. You can go into them very easily and trim the tall canes clear back to the ground within an inch of the ground uh, each year, take maybe mm-hmm. a fourth of the canes back to the ground, and they'll keep putting up new canes around those to keep them nice and, and low and, and lovely. I love okay. it as a ground cover. Okay, and this is a slight sloping area. I'm doing this for erosion um, mm-hmm. situation. Should I use some sort of, you know, uh, I don't know, that um, cloth or anything to help it situate better? Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd want to see it. Uh, if it, if it has eroded in the past, uh, you'd want jute netting is, is what you'd use. J-U-T-E. Jute netting is what's usually used for erosion control. The water runs on the, on the jute netting and not on the soil. It's very important when you, when you plant through that. You know, this is for a, this is for a, uh, a landscape that might have erosion. When you plant through, it's very careful, uh, very important that you be careful in planting and not create uh, any kind of rivulet down the hill with your footprints uh, because it would go under the netting then beneath the netting and run right down the hill, and you'd have the same problem you would have had otherwise. But if you can keep the hill smooth underneath and let it's kind of like a rain chain that you see coming down from from gutters it comes down the jute netting and it works very well um okay. I, I would i would uh, i would think that and it decays as the as the plants uh, uh, grow and and mature the other thing that you can do to help on the erosion uh cost you to do it but would be to buy more plants and plant them a little closer together so that you get a, a full planting uh, more rapidly um is this in sun or shade? A little bit of both. All right, good. The liriope would do better if it had a little bit of afternoon shade. The nandina will really do best if it has full sun or or pretty close to full sun. It it could both of them could use uh, shade from one to three in the after one to four in the afternoon. Okay, great. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate you are, it. You're welcome. Thanks for waiting on me. I appreciate that. Okay. All right, Alan Whitney, you're coming up next. Stay with me. I have a break to get out of the way, and then I'll come to you. We now have an open line at 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Call right now, please. Don't, don't call right at the end of the program and, and say, well, he never can get to me. I can get to you now if you'll call. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, my book, the self-published book that I did. It's the fifth book I've done, the first one I've self-published. I'm getting copies tomorrow, 5,000 uh, books, and uh, I, in making room for them in my garage, I discovered I had about 12 or 14 boxes that I didn't know I had. Ah, I hate that because I, I had them set over in the corner thinking they were empty boxes, and there they are. And so I'm just leaving the special that we had for a couple of months. I'm leaving it up at $32.95 for you until they're gone. It will not go beyond this because we have completely gutted the garage now, and I know what I have for sure, sure. So $32.95 if you act right away. That's the uh, fifth printing of the book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, that covers all aspects of outdoor gardening for every county in Texas and uh, southern Oklahoma as well. Chapters are devoted to trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Also to the basics of gardening in Texas, things like uh, the soils of Texas and the climates of Texas, the hardiness zones of Texas, and why I think the 2012 hardiness zone map is inaccurate. And uh, I show you the 1990 hardiness zone map from the USDA and why I think it's more appropriate. And I've, it's really been proven. So there you go. Um, this is the book that is not in stores or not on Amazon. You have to buy it directly from my website. In fact, to that point, my office won't even be open next week. We thought we were going to be taking a week off between the uh, the sale of the uh, fifth printing and sixth printing. And, and so I gave Gretchen time to get away a little while and and lo and behold, wouldn't you know, I found these extra books. So you can order only order online from my website. Won't be anybody at the office to answer the phone. The uh, website is neilsperry.com. Give me a couple of extra days to get them in the mail, and I'll get them shipped right to you. Uh, but once they're gone, the price goes up to $38.95. Uh, these are $32.95. Satisfaction, completely guaranteed, or full refund. I'll sign your copy for you. That's at neilsperry.com. Take a look. See if you don't agree. I think I need that, and I'll be happy to sign one for you. That's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person, in McKinney, and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Why should you thank you, Pastor Tommy Brummett? He is our pastor and... Uh... Please join us at our church, won't you? There are services at 8, 9, you still have time to get to the 10.05 service and the 11.10 service. And there is an online streaming service at sharingtheheart.org. So I encourage you to to uh, join us. He is a wonderful pastor. Uh, sharingtheheart.org, the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. Let me tell you about Mueller. Right now, I'm proud to recommend Mueller. I'm proud to represent Mueller. Mueller Steel Buildings for Permanent Storage. Why would you want to pay every month for a temporary storage facility when you can own your own genuine Mueller building? Mueller's backyard buildings are easy to assemble. They're affordable, and they offer a permanent storage solution, and you can have it right there in your own backyard, so you just step out and get your uh, your stuff right there. With a variety of sizes available and more than 30 colors from which to choose, their backyard building kits complement any home or landscape. And if your equipment requires even more storage space, the uh, standard series buildings from Mueller are ready to go to work for you. 
They are fabulous. From workshops to big barns, these pre-engineered, bolt-together buildings come in a variety of size and color options. You can also visit them online at MuellerInc.com and get a free customized building estimate. And while you're there, click on their color selector tool to make choosing the a perfect combination of colors and easy decision. If you'd like to find out more about Mueller Steel Buildings and Metal Roofing, you can call them at 877-2-MUELLER, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. That's 877-268-3553. Or visit them at MuellerInc.com. M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C dot com. Mueller means more. Mueller means steel buildings for permanent storage. Baylor Scott and White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today. Or when a stinging creature or poison ivy has reached out to get you. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the My BSW Health app today. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stubby. We go to Al at Lake Whitney or in Whitney. Uh, let me give you the phone number again, if you will. 800-288-WBAP. That is 800-288-9227. Call me right now, won't you please? Al, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. Um, I wanted to ask you about pH. <clears throat> we have a well and the water comes out at about 8.8, 8.9 alkaline. Like all our stuff, everything from tomatoes to peach trees to ornamentals, all kind of suffer, and I don't know if it's from the high pH. Yes. Yeah, that's terrible. That is just oh, terrible. <laughs> yeah. What uh, what depth well do you have? It's um, 240 feet. Yeah. Um. You know what I'm going to recommend? That's kind of out of my specialty. Okay. If I, if I have a specialty, I'm going to recommend to you that you contact the water wells are handled by the soil testing lab at Texas A&M, I believe. Okay. I would, what county are you in? Are you not in Hill uh, County? Who are you? What are you? No, Bosky. Actually, Bosque. I live in Cold Mount Whitney, which is between Cleburne and Whitney. Okay. Well, I would I would go through your county extension office, um, I guess. But the the Texas A and M Soil Testing Lab does water well testing, and and so they are equipped. Um, if if you had if you had the well water tested there and got that pH, then you have certainly have a, a, a key to the kingdom to ask them questions about what can I do to counteract that. Okay. I, I fear that they're going to tell you dig a deeper well uh, to, to get past it. I, I don't know anything about what I'm talking about, so yeah, take right. this with all with a grain of uh, of sodium, which you already have, obviously. <laughs> um, but but the, but wells only ninety feet deep. Yeah, but and the other a, the other thing that that you could do would be to go to your county extension office, and they probably have a pretty good handle. The county agent, the ag agent would have a pretty good handle on wells in your area and would know about uh, the, uh, the the veins of water and how deep you'd have to go or what can be done to, to counteract that. That's just, um, like I told a caller last hour, you can use uh, gypsum to get rid of sodium in water. I don't know if, um, I don't know if that is going to help much gypsum is is a form of calcium that is not going to affect the ph there's a lot of calcium in that water to give it that high ph i don't know i don't know what to suggest to you i just mm. uh, that's as high as i ever heard yeah i was uh, hoping magic pill <laughs> yeah i know you'd need a lot of them Put it in a hose end sprayer and have it come out at six point eight or something. No, like that. what? Yeah, what you'll have to do probably is leach a lot of that out and hope for rains. It's gonna, it's gonna become exacerbated when you have to use it time after time after time, because yeah. those minerals will accumulate like a, a pan that you boil dry on the stove and then you put more water sure. in and and forget and do it again. You get more and more of that, just like Salt Lake. Um, 
kind of a semi drought right now anyway. So uh, yeah, it's more than semi. Yeah. But I'd, I'd talk to the county extension office and I would talk to the soil testing lab at Texas A&M. That's where the real specialists are. And that's where you can get the best help. Those, those people probably won't help you with daffodils and, and boxwood. That's where I need to step in, but I can't help you on the well water. Can I ask you one more question real quick? Yeah, I can do at least as well as I did on that one. (laughs) (laughs) We planted about a dozen fruit trees back in March Mm -hmm. and um, end of February, and they were all doing really nice, starting to bud and and all that. And then we got that heat bomb in May, and it just, those baby trees just started frying. So I put up shade structures over them, which I just recently took down. And once they got in the shade, you know, they, they were doing a lot better, but, but they're still kind of suffering. And, I'm, again, I'm wondering if it's maybe the pH. All right. And so did you cut them back by 50% as you planted no. them? No, I didn't. That's well, required. They were, they were pruned down pretty good already. All right. They were bare-rooted or in pots? No, they were in pots. Like, All right. Had yeah. they been grown in the pots or just planted into pots? I'm assuming grown in the pots. I don't I, know. Yeah. Uh, did the soil hold really well around them when you planted them? Yeah. Yeah. Right. They were. Then they, then they probably were grown yeah. in the pots. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think the, I don't think your water would affect them that quickly because they they still had their soil around them. Oh, um, okay. and it, it normally takes longer than that for, for really bad water to impact a plant. Uh, that would be more likely a sudden change in lighting or a sudden change in temperature. Um, it, it may be the the rapid escalation of temperature. We had some pretty cold weather in, in March. I don't know when you planted these, but... Uh, March. Okay, there was damage that was done in, in the cool weather, the cold and cool weather of March. Mm-hmm. But if it, if it didn't show up until May, then that would be the sudden... A change to the hot weather uh, fruit right. trees I'm, I'm about to ask you what they were what kinds of fruit but fruit uh, trees should not require shading if if you have to oh. shade fruit trees then you've got the wrong trees uh, what what are they well i had uh, two plum trees two apple trees a bartlett pear uh, an asian pear a persimmon a um, couple of figs and an apricot all right uh, Bartlett pears should never be sold in Texas because of fire blight. Asian pears are uh, almost as bad about fire blight. Um, that's a, a disease for, it's just impossible to grow Bartlett pears in our state. Uh, apricots, you will rarely get a fruit crop because they try to bloom too early. Uh, you need to be really careful where you buy and what you buy. Uh, buy from a local independent retail garden center. Um, my job is not to promote any one nursery. They, these peop- the people I'm about to mention do buy a few ads here uh, each year, but Womack Nursery in DeLeon features the A&M recommended varieties. You need to look at the Texas A&M recommended variety mm-hmm. list and, and buy those varieties for your area. They're not very mm-hmm. far from you, and so you get things that they're growing and recommending. They they grow for the for, they grow varieties that are recommended for the commercial growers, so that's uh, going to be a good source. But that's another part of your problem is you're growing the wrong things. Okay. Yeah, All I right. got to run. I have a break. I need to get in for the newscast, but hopefully that'll get you started. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, Al. Good luck with it. All right, Jerry and Denton, you're coming up right after the news. Advanced Foundation Repair. Hope you never need their help. If you need their help, I'm glad that they are there for you because nobody will do you a better foundation repair than Advanced. As I always say, they have earned the right to call themselves Advanced. They have moved their profession forward by a bunch because they have they have shown the way. They were the first ever to... Um, uh, do the the free home inspection at the level at which they do it. They were the first ever to give a guarantee on their work and and to make that guarantee good for the lifetime of the home, transferable owner to owner to owner. That's awesome. 
and uh, we've used their services at our home and at a, a, an old house that we used as our office in historic. It was a historic house in downtown McKinney. And uh, in both cases, they did the job quickly and they did the job perfectly. I'm proud to recommend them to you. That's Advanced Foundation Repair on the web. It's plural, foundationrepairs.com. That's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. Call for that home inspection, 214-333-0003, Advanced Foundation Repair. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. State Fair wraps up today. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com. WBAP first traffic and weather. On the ones. An accident is blocking three the right lanes of westbound I-30 at the Trinity River. Traffic is backed up from Botham Jean Boulevard. Also, there's an accident blocking three inside lanes of southbound 35E at Walnut Hill Lane. And with WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. Today is partly sunny, warm, windy, high temperature 87 degrees. Tonight expect partly cloudy, breezy conditions, an overnight low of 69. And Monday showers and storms will be likely, high temperature on Monday 76. Right now 72 degrees in Dallas and Fort Worth. Today's last day of the Texas State Fair. The gates will open at 10 o'clock. The forecast is for a nice warm autumn day, as you heard. So large crowds are likely, and that will mean delays and restrictions on I-30 in both directions and on the surface streets surrounding Fair Park. Dallas Fire Rescue is working on a burning vehicle Saturday night in a semi-residential part of South Dallas, a few blocks from the I-45 Loop 12 interchange, and they realized there was a body inside it. Firefighters called police, but it will take an autopsy to identify the victim and hopefully find the cause of death. In the meantime, the case is now officially listed as an unexplained death. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update comes at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP. 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. All right, Dennis, thank you, sir. Let me tell you about Baylor. Baylor Scott and White and Baylor Scott and White Health. Great news from all of that. They're sponsors of this entire hour for many, many years, and they've made it easy for us to keep up with our health at any time because they now offer 24-7 video visits on the My BSW Health app. You can get virtual care wherever and whenever you need it, like right now or later tonight, even on the weekends when allergies start acting up while you're out in the garden or when you run into a stinging creature or poison ivy or some other rash-raising plant out in nature. The best part is that you don't even have to stop what you're doing to get the care you need. You can stay focused on doing what you love. It's as simple as texting BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app today. Discover the convenience of 24-7 care. Text BETTER to 88408. That's Baylor Scott and White Health, MyBSW Health. And text BETTER to 88408. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. Constant need for information. All you have to do is ask. Alexa, open WBAP. Arborological Services, the experts your trees deserve. The home of Steve Hauser, Kevin Bassett, and Russell Peters, three men who have been named as Arborists of the Year for the great state of Texas. How wonderful is that? You get uh, you get that level of service in one company that has three Arborists of the Year for the state of Texas. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists, plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters, college degreed in those categories. 
those are the people who lead their crews out each day into the into the forests of North Texas. They will take care of your trees unlike any other company around. They're the only people who will ever touch our trees at the Sperry House. In fact, they'll be touching our trees in uh, in eight days. On Monday, they're coming back. We have a lot of uh, things that have happened to our trees over the last year, just thanks to a couple of brutal winters and a brutal summer. And I wanted them to come back and really get stuff ready. I'm about to do some landscape improvements, and, and Arborological Services will make everything ready. 866-552-7267. That's the phone number. It's toll-free anywhere you can hear me, although I will tell you that they are strictly a local company serving the Dallas-Fort Worth area. That's by uh, the decision of Steve Hauser. He said, I don't want to be a national chain. I just want to do a great job of the trees in Dallas-Fort Worth. That's domain enough for Steve. I really enjoy talking to Steve Hauser. Last time he came out about a month ago, six weeks ago, he sat at our uh, sunroom table. Our son Brian was there, and and uh, uh, we just visited. I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was fall break, what it was, but, but we had a nice chance to visit at length. And uh, Steve is just such a rich person, not not. Uh, financially, just just with his history and all of his knowledge of trees and of uh, all the things that he's been involved with. Really enjoy this company. So once again, contact information. I drift off there. Arborological Services for Tree Care, 866-552-7267. On the web, it's arborological.com. Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc. Twitter, at The Tree Experts. It's Arborological Services. News Talk 820, WBAP, FM 99.5 HD2, and WBAP.com. If you ever miss any of the contact information for my radio advertisers, go to my website, neilsperry.com, and click on Radio Sponsors, and all their contact information is right there with active links to get you everything you need. Now, I might add, while you're at my website, neilsperry.com, it's where you buy my book, but it's also where you sign up for eGardens, my free electronic newsletter that comes out on Thursday nights. It always has been free for 18 years. We have 80,000 subscribers. And when you go to eGardens there on my website, you see what it uh, looks like, and uh, that's where you sign up. And then it will come from my computer to your email every Thursday, a little after 6 p.m. Take a look at it. I think you'll want to have a part of it. You can look at the most recent issue of eGardens. I think you'll really enjoy that when we put some special things in it this time. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. Baylor Scott & White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today, so you don't have to drop what you're doing to get the care that you need. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app today. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you very much. I know you're all not going to the Cowboys game, so give me a call, won't you please? It is 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. I have Jerry and Denton, then I have Clear Sailing after that, and I would prefer to have your calls to my monologue. Trust me, it'll be more interesting. Jerry and Denton, this is Neil. Good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you, sir. What can I do to help? I have a question on boxwood. Our church has uh, four bands of uh, boxwood behind some crepe myrtles. And the bands are about 25 feet long, but the the uh, boxwood is double rowed and staggered, and they're about three and a half feet high and about three and a half feet wide. How how much can I cut those back? How much do you so need to so cut them back? I, I want to I want to ask you first. I want to start from your your needs. Well, I'd like to cut them back quite a bit. Okay, probably do about. Two, two feet wide two, and about three feet high. That's where you would end up? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's um, too much or, or too it little. It sounds to me like if you cut them that much, you would have virtually no leaves left. Is that a correct statement? Yes. Um, boxwood does not come back as well as hollies would. If you had hollies that were... Uh, taller than you wanted and you were going to cut back proportionally that much they'd come back in almost all cases 
I don't know about the boxwood. That's pretty, pretty severe. Um, do okay. you have any of them? And the time to do that would be before they start their growth in the spring, so probably late January, early February. Um, do you have any that uh, any any part of the group that would be out of sight a little more than the rest that you could try it on and see what happens? Uh, not really. I might just try it. Try it. I might uh, should I just try and, and trim it a little bit, and then. Uh, See, why why are you needing those. to prune? Are they blocking a view? Or are they blocking a, a no, walk? The, the maintenance guy, is, is, uh, he's got too much work to do, so he asked if I could find out about it. He asked me about it, and I said, I don't know. What is his goal? So that he won't, won't have to prune them at all, or what? Well, just less, less time to prune you know, for pruning. It's going to take a lot longer after the – let's assume that they all came back and did well – they would have to be groomed and retrained because they would regrow yeah, it at, at varying rates, and I think it's going to be more work. The way they are now, they're just growing at the same pace all the way across the thing. I assume okay. he is flat-topping them? Yeah, yes, he is. Yeah, and what I would recommend if you're going to cut them back like that is not flat-topping them uh, two feet lower or 18 inches lower, but indeed uh, sculpting every plant into a globe. And that's going to take a lot of your time or, or you know, uh, somebody's time. And then they're going to have to be retrained. I, okay. I, I don't think it's a deal. What you could do is, is prune them back by 10 or 15%. Uh, normally I would say 20 or 30%, but that's going to be pretty significant. But somewhere in that range. And, uh, there is a risk that you'll, if they get pruned too much, that they'll some of them will die, and you'll end up having to replace them or replace the whole row. That's that's the okay. thing that concerns me the most is boxwood doesn't rebound very well, and I'm okay, afraid yeah, that you I, may I, lose I some. wanted to find out. Yeah, I wanted to find out because they've been in like been in there since the building was was put up, and that was like twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. They they when you when you have a plant that has been pruned repeatedly. Um, lower than it, the height it wants to grow, it kind of loses vigor and you lose all that internal green. You don't have any leaves inside. And so it doesn't have right. any oomph to come back. It is just saying, man, every time I try to grow, they punish me and cut me back. And, you know, I'm personalizing just a little bit. And uh, <laughs> and so as a result, the, the plant just finally says, I'm done. I'm out of here. And, and I have the same thing happen to my dwarf yopons that i prune and we know that going in they have life expectancies in the case of my dwarf fuel ponds about 15 years and i i just plan on replacing them and you're you're close to there unless it can be left where it is but give it a try if you wish i don't know that i would take on you know if you have four rows that are 30 feet long each that's 100 120 feet of boxwood i don't know that i want to tackle all that (laughs) yeah well i'm from southern california and i used to i had eugene edges and I, every three or four years, I'd cut them back to the main trunk, and I, they would be fine. So if I figured I'd better call before I do anything drastic. Yeah. Well, it's a different plant, and it will react differently. Really? Yeah. So anyway, well, good luck with it, Jerry. I would probably, uh, anything I did would be less than 10%, 10% or less. So, okay. Thanks good luck. so much for your help. You betcha. Thank you. All right. That uh, opens that up, Elizabeth and Blue Ridge. Uh, we can go there now. Let's take Elizabeth and Blue Ridge. This is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? Uh, okay, I have three questions, but Ooh. they're all short. All right. One is the first is I've got knockout roses against my back fence. I live out in the country, and they this last summer just did a number on them. And I wonder, would it help them come back if I cut out what looks like the dead canes and then cut it down to have for a restart? Um, and when should I do it? You, if, it, if they're dead canes, Elizabeth, you can prune them out at any time. I want you to go to my website, to neilsperry.com, and click on the rose story that I leave archived there on my homepage about rose rosette virus. Have you seen that disease? Uh, yes. There is a very good likelihood that you have rose rosette virus from the way you've even quickly described your, your knockout roses. 
I had a knockout, uh, uh, two or three knockout roses in my landscape for 10 years and avoided uh, rose rosette. We're out in the country in Collin County also. And finally it hit, and I immediately took them out when it hit. So oh. that, that may be what you had, and the only solution there is to remove the, the plants. But okay. before you do any pruning, do that checking. What's your question on the hibiscus? Well, the hibiscus, I have two of them in a pot, in pots, and I'm wondering, are they, will they winter over, you know, and, and survive, or and how should I make that happen if they do? Okay, and, and uh, that depends on what kind of hibiscus you have. Are these tropical hibiscus or hardy hibiscus? Lordy, I don't know. What, what color are the flowers? Red and yellow. Okay. Uh, yellow would probably be uh, tropical. There are very few hardy yellow hibiscus. Uh, there are all kinds of uh, red hibiscus, hardy and tropical. Uh, are the leaves uh, glossy green or are they very, very matte, flat green? I think they're flat green. Okay. That's the, that's a life or death answer, and uh, the the hardy uh, hibiscus that would make it through the winter are flat uh, green mat. Uh, tropicals are very glossy green, very pretty leaves, and they if you expose them to thirty degrees, they'll be dead. They'll be gone. Okay. So you need to you need to make sure uh, if they're double flowering, they're probably uh, they're almost assuredly uh, uh, tropical also. Oh, okay. my guess my guess is since they're in containers and since you have a yellow one involved that they're probably tropical and you'll need to give them protection of some sort but nothing below freezing okay and then the, it's a related question I've got some uh, lavender that has b- barely survived the summer <laughs> but there are three that are really looking good and some of them have started flowering too. Will they survive this winter? Uh, in theory, yes. Lavender, and they're in pots? No, they're in the ground. In the ground, yeah, they should survive. <laughs> Lavender is a, a bit of a challenge in Texas. Um, it, it's not so much the winter as it is the uh, the summer and the soil and everything else. But, yeah, if they've made it through the summer, then, then you should be okay. All right. All right. Appreciate your call. You bet. Have a great day in Blue Ridge, pretty part of the county. Sandra in Fort Worth, you're coming up right after this break. Folks, my book, this will be the last uh, time that you hear this ad. I said that last week at this time and, and lied to you because I didn't know I had another stack of the boxes filled. When I went to move that uh, stack of empty boxes, I found, oh, no, they're not empty. Uh, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, fifth printing, $32.95. I'm going to honor the price right on through, trying to sell them all out before I take delivery tomorrow on 5,000 more copies of the sixth printing. Uh, this is the book that will help you with gardening, all aspects of outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. Now, this uh, book has uh, chapters that took me a, a month each to write on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Also on uh, the basics of gardening, things that you have to know to get started, and also that 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and and protect all the plants that you're working so hard to grow. Book is printed in San Antonio. It has 344 pages, 840 of my best photos. I guarantee your satisfaction with it. I need to do that because you can't see the book before you buy it. It's not in stores and it's not on Amazon. Now you can see it to some degree on my website and that's where you need to go to buy it. My office will be closed this week. We thought we were out of books and we're going to take, give Gretchen the week off, but, uh, then I was cleaning the garage before we took delivery, and I said, oh, no, here are more books. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, we'll get them in the mail uh, late this week or first of next week. I'll be signing them, and uh, this is your chance while I have about 200 copies left. Just thirty-two ninety-five. It will be thirty-eight ninety-five as soon as these are gone. So here are the uh, two ways. Well, there's only one way this week that you can buy, and that's from my website at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. I hope you'll get it.
Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. Nobody will do you a better foundation repair job than Advanced Foundation Repair. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is very affordable. They invite you to give them a call. 214-333-0003. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of your house. Do what we did. Call Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, it's foundationrepairs.com. 214-333-0003. Advanced Foundation Repair. All right, good people at Advanced Foundation Repair and Wortham Brothers. Boy, between those two, you can get your house all fixed up. Throw in some sunburst shutters and you are good to go. Let me tell you about Ace Hardware right now because Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And uh, you really need to uh, get into your local Ace Hardware store. And, And while you're there, ask for the manager or the owner. He or she will probably be on site. And uh, let them know that you listen to my broadcast here on WBAP. And maybe I hope you listen to the one on KLIF, Sister Station. If so, let them know that you appreciate that sponsorship. That's very important. It's important to them, important to me. And uh, I hope you'll do that. Now, here is uh, what you need to know about ACE. ACE uh, says that October is Fire Safety Month at ACE. Stop by your locally owned North Texas ACE retailer to find a great deal on First Alert two-and-a-half-pound household fire extinguishers. The First Alert rechargeable home fire extinguisher is ideal for use in any household location. This multi-purpose extinguisher fights wood, paper, fabric, flammable liquid, and electrical fires. The durable metal head is designed to meet demanding household requirements. If the unit is used, it can be recharged by a certified professional. It includes the mounting bracket to keep it secure. There's a 10-year limited warranty on it. So that is what you can get, and it's available to you at ACE. First alert, two-and-a-half-pound household fire extinguisher. It's rechargeable. ACE is the place with great products like that. ACE is the place with great people. ACE is the place with those helpful hardware folks. Once again, join Neil in thanking this hour's sponsor, Baylor Scott & White Health, for offering virtual care anytime, even nights, and Saturdays and Sundays on the MyBSW Health app. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download it today. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you, sir. And I can look at the clock, and I can look at my call screen, and I know I have time for another call. If you would call right now, I know I can get you on the air. Don't be telling me I can't get on, can't get there, can't get a line open. There's a line open right now, 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. We go to Sandra in Fort Worth. Sandra, this is Neil. Good morning. Uh, Good morning, Neil. I realized as I was calling that maybe this is more of a legal problem than anything else, but um, our neighbors next door have a huge old tree it's probably some kind of oak or pecan because that's mainly what's in our neighborhood and it's making this horrible groaning noise uh when the winds hit it now and it also what oh there's two trees growing together and one of them has a big hole in the bottom and i'm wondering if this tree is going to fall on our car our house I don't know what to do about it. Uh, I'm not sure the status of the house next door. It could be leased or rented. You don't have any contact with the people? No, not really. Okay. But I, I guess I could, you know. It's young, uh, young um, working people. Sure. Um, I would I would reach out to them and uh, and and just ask if they are at all concerned about it um, mm-hmm. that you are I'd express that concern we've had a lot of trees you're welcome to quote me 
we have had a lot of trees that have come down. Uh, as the wind uh, picks up um, over the winter with ice and with snow, especially wet snow, if we were to get a wet snowfall, uh, that could cause trees to come down. I, I'm really not trying to add to your angst, uh, since that you have plenty already, but but yeah, uh, no. those are things you need to worry about. Uh, what what they might want to do, um, or what you may want to do, and offer to them is to hire a certified arborist to take mm-hmm. a look at the tree and determine whether it is weakened in any measurable way, and it pr- sounds like it might be. Um, Trees creak. I live in a pecan forest, and when I go out in a windstorm, I hear them creaking. That doesn't scare me. I, I creak and groan when I get up now. So, <laughs> so, but but I would I would offer to uh, get somebody to look at it and and see if they're not uh, financially able to do it. Just to give everybody peace of mind, they don't want that liability, or the the uh, landlord doesn't want that liability. Maybe they need to reach back to the landlord if it's rented. Um, yeah. Failing at well, that, then you might want to. Fa- failing okay. at that, you might want to contact the city and ask if if uh, if they have an arborist that could come by and look, just for your safety. Oh, that's wonderful advice. Thank you so much. Yeah, I I hope that uh, that doesn't uh, hope that doesn't happen. But but there are a lot of trees that uh, that were hurt by the cold of February twenty twenty one. Uh, the ones that are, are most likely to have a problem would be oaks that uh, had what's called radial shake, R-A-D-I-A-L, radial shake, S-H-A-K-E. They lost bark and the internal tissues are hurt. And the way that you can tell as, as much as anything, uh, Sandra, is if the bark split and has fallen away from the trunk. So you can look at the tree and get a pretty good idea there. Uh, and the canopy of the tree, the leaves are sparse in those cases. So that'll give you a head start. Thanks for the call very much. Let me go to Charlie and burn it. Charlie, this is Neil. Good morning. Hello, Charlie. What do you think, Mike? E.T. Oh, there you go. Uh, am I? Am I? Yeah, you're uh, on the I'm, air. Okay. Uh, I was going to ask about putting DT in your yard. I have a swimming pool, and whenever I change the filter... I just dump it in the yard, and I'd heard that was good for it, but I really don't know. But I don't. I guess. don't think that's. I don't think that's uh, good in in any measurable way. I don't think I would. I, what I don't have a swimming pool. What does the swimming pool company or uh, product manufacturer suggest you do with it? Uh, I hadn't even read that. I've just always been dumping it in the yard. I guess I need to go to the alley. Go to the if alley. You sell it to me. I have an alley. Yeah. Why wouldn't you read the instructions and see what it suggests for disposal? Well, I just didn't know there was anything harmful with it. I don't know that there is, but I would I would either go online and check or I would read the instructions of that product. I don't have a pool and that's not my not my specialty, so I can't give you a good answer, but I don't just indiscriminately put stuff on my yard unless I know that it's something I need to be applying and that is not. So I must run, Charlie, but thanks for the call. Folks, thanks for listening. Mike Bass, great job. Thank you, sir. Have a safe and happy week. Happy gardening.